5: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 to 3 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR.
7: This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.
6: Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show Fox Sports Radio. Live from Torrey Pines at the Farmers Insurance Open. Don't miss the Farmers Insurance Open. Happening, starting tomorrow, right here at Tory Pines. We are farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Well, 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 welcome in. And um, there are, are you guys familiar with the term Chamber of Commerce Day? You familiar with Chamber of Commerce Day? Uh, it's a term that's usually used on golf courses on a Saturday when it's absolutely perfect. When anybody who is on the Chamber of Commerce for their local town, Would love to have you in their town and say this is the best we can possibly be. Today is a Chamber of Commerce Day in San Diego, California. We're actually Torrey Pines, just north of La Jolla. If you hear the jets overhead, that's from Miramar. Yes, the Miramar, that gives us top gun. So here's what you have. It rained, and they got a good dousing of rain going back to uh, uh, yesterday morning and then early afternoon and the night before. So you have Torrey Pines. The north course was, and the greens were redone and tricked up a bit. The south course, which, of course, is historic. Remember Tiger winning the U.S. Open here on one leg. You have absolutely perfect weather. I mean, perfect. 65 degrees, and look, when you're on the coast, sometimes you get some fog. There's no fog. There's a, the lightest of light breezes at best, so it's not cold. There is no smog. And then you have the jets from Miramar flying overhead. It is a Chamber of Commerce day. Like, this is one of those days where if you came out from the Midwest, if you came out from the Northeast, hell, you even came out from, came down from Seattle because you want to see Tiger, who tees off tomorrow. He played in the group in, uh, two in front of us at the Pro-Am. You'd be like, I'm never leaving San Diego. Today is a day in which you're like, okay, San Diego in January is pretty insane. So, our thanks to the folks at Farmers. Uh, last year, we won the Pro Am. We were the defending champions. We did lose our ringer, Denise, who is, of course, the head lawyer for uh, Farmers. And you, when you combine, it wasn't, we're not just going to say that Denise was the sole reason that we won, because I do think we had a better relationship with. And frankly, a better pro in Hunter Mahan this year. So you substitute pro CT Pan, great dude, but didn't play particularly well, especially on the par threes where we can use his ball. Dan Beyer, of course, who's my right-hand man. You hear uh, breathing in the background. He is our, <laughs> he is our best stick uh, oh. at, at Fox Sports Radio. He did not. He had some great Beyer. drives at the end, but did not have a great day. I was really not good. I did have two very good putts, but other than that, I I was not useful. I was... Sporadic at best. Change the
8: C in stick to an N, and that's what you got for my game today. Yeah, it was we, stink.
6: We were not yeah. good today. No, uh, there will be no back-to-back champions. I don't. We don't have to wait for the awards ceremony to know <laughs> there will be <laughs> no back-to-back. No, they actually champions. wanted us to leave early, you know, for, yes. the way, for how bad we. Feels played. a little like the Toronto Raptors and Denise <laughs> has suddenly become <laughs> yeah. Kawhi Leonard. That's, very, very well put. That, that's that. Anyway, so spectacular day. We got a lot to get to. Um, we're a couple days away from heading to South Beach and get ready to tackle all that is the, the Super Bowl. We had the brawl last night in college basketball. We have more NBA stuff, including some Lakers talk. But, but let's, let's just kind of set the tone for here. You go back. This is our third year being here on behalf of farmers, our third year. The first year, there was the anticipation of Tiger just being back. We didn't know what to expect, right? We had no clue. No cogniz- cognitive, real idea of exactly what he was going to do. We just knew that Tiger was back, and everybody was excited to see him play golf. Um, last year, there were more expectations because, because he had played some, and there was the thought, okay, he can win a major. This year, he has, this is a hard thing. Because he didn't finish great, like, do we remember? He's the defending Masters champion. He's gonna set the he's gonna set the the menu at dinner time the night before the Masters. It's like you think of last year. Like, well, Tiger was okay. He wasn't okay. He won the Masters last year and come from behind fashion, a way in which he had not won a major previously. So uh, th- there's there's a lot to get to in the world of sports. But Tiger being back at Tory Pines. Year uh, three, I think, for the Greens, year three for us being here, and kind of a different feel, which is, we always, you know, three years ago, you were just happy to see him play golf. Two years ago, you wondered whether or not he could win a tournament. Last year, it felt like, all right, he can win something. Don't know exactly what that is. This year, he's defending Masters champion. You combine that with Ricky Fowler, who everybody thinks is knocking on the door of Winning a major. Brooks Kepka, of course, who all he does is compete well in majors. And I, I think you have a super exciting field. And uh, they're expecting record crowds. And why not? Because we got a Chamber of Commerce Day. I mean, really, really. Bayer, you grew up in Wisconsin. This is the type of day that you usually reserved for the Rose Bowl. And then people in Wisconsin that come out to the Rose Bowl or watch the Rose Bowl are like, yeah. Betty, pack up the Ford. We're moving, you know, we're moving to California, right?
8: Yeah, there, there's something too watching the Golf Channel on Thursday and Friday and then CBS on Saturday and Sunday when they kick off their golf coverage because of exactly what you said. I mean, this is, it's magnificent. You really can't get any better. I even like it when there's like like just one cloud. Yes. There are yeah. a
6: couple. I, I, I didn't oversell it. There are a couple of clouds. There is a light breeze, but the breeze is not so much that you have to wear a jacket. The clouds are not like ever covering up the sun. Right, it's warm but not hot. It's cool but not cold. It is, com- it is absolute perfection.
8: I posted a picture on Twitter, and Dale tweeted back, I "Living vicariously, you know, through through us,
6: right. back in the Midwest." Okay, so did we embarrass Mayhan so much that he's not going to stop by? Do we know what he what said the story after is? one o'clock? After one o'clock, yeah, he's got things to do, people to mm-hmm. see. He was great. Hunter Mayhan was our pro today. He was phenomenal. What a, what an incredible guy. But it should be. He's an Oklahoma State guy, so that's, that's not surprising.
7: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
6: We are broadcasting live from beautiful Torrey Pines. Don't miss the Farmers Insurance Open happening this week here at Torrey Pines in San Diego. We
7: are farmers.
6: Bum, 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 bum. Doug Outleap Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, this gentleman, um, he he can always come on one because he knows a ton about all sports, but two, uh, he put he's put up with me for multiple proams. and uh, we knew him way back when when he was just a kind of chubby kid fresh out of college aw gee shucks now he's like ripped up he's a fitness model he's all on the gram he's scott Stallings. he joins us on the doug gottlieb show on fox sports radio he's even got pinched for peds one time one, one year right and fought the system uh which is kind of was kind of amazing what you what you put yourself through how are you good man
12: Based on the look of your clubs out there, we didn't even bring that up. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> um,
6: are you familiar with the term, if it's free, it's me?
12: Yes. Apparently. That's generally, <laughs> yeah.
6: I, like this is uh, a while back. I got some Ping, what are those, Ping G2s or whatever? Ping
12: those, G2s. Those might be like the first Pings ever. No, those are not. <laughs> I
6: had like the first Pings ever. And every year I'm here and you know, different club different are like, oh, we'll get you some clubs. I'm waiting for the... I'm waiting for the tap. The guy, you know, to go. Hey, we'll we'll get you some sizes
12: for some freebies. Yeah, we need someone listening to this. Like we need to. They're not like wooden (laughs) clubs, right? It's not like I got a wooden wood driver. (laughs) Old Tom Morris would use those. Yes, yes. How are you? Good, man. How's your game? It's good. Uh, It's nice to be back here at Torrey. Uh, Obviously, very uh, special place to me in my career and. Uh, anytime you come down, obviously day like today, it makes it even more special.
6: Okay, so for people who don't know, your fa- your favorite Tory memory is what and what?
12: Uh One here in 2014, and uh, I birdied 18, and kind of like a, a tight group all day, and you know, kind of hung on. Uh, we didn't know if I was gonna be in a playoff for a long time, and sat around for about an hour, and everyone kept making pars, and it was just kind of was the last man standing. I,
6: I remember. I'm going to say, was it Charlotte or was it New Orleans that you're in the final group? This is very early on in your career. And you and I talked about you know you had to go through that and deal with a lead and or playing for a win on your final day. Do you remember which one that was?
12: That was actually Palm Springs from uh, the I, year I missed, before. I missed on
6: the complete wrong side of the country.
12: <laughs> yeah, but the right idea just completely uh, wrong part of the United okay, States. Okay, so what what
6: year was this when you that was 2013? Okay, so 2013, you're playing. I, I'm telling you, that's where it's Charlotte and Orleans. But anyway, okay, okay. 20 so 2013, you're playing
12: in in uh, in Palm Springs. Who are you playing with? Yeah, we're in the final group, and I had a almost the exact same similar shot that I had in fourteen, going for the green and two, and I needed to make birdie in Palm Springs to get into a playoff, and just wrong shot, you know, just put myself in a situation where like what's the wrong shot? Yeah, just by club selection and just okay, kind but of what knowing was it? I, I needed to hit a five iron. I chose to hit a six iron. How far is it? Uh, like two hundred five. And just kind of to miss it in the area where I still had a chance to get up and down for birdie. I hit it through the green, over there in the water, end up making bogey, miss miss the playoff, whatever. So fast forward almost a year in advance. I'm in the the almost exact same situation. And I've got, it's between, you know, four and five iron. Take four iron, hit it up on the green, roll it down there, two putt, and I end up winning the tournament. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, almost the exact same situation between, like, completely in between clubs and, you know, a little bit of maturity, a little bit of experience, and you know, kind of being in that spot and kind of knowing where you can and can't be, and you know, give yourself an opportunity to play in all circumstances.
6: I'm, I'm, I'm half joking, but I'm half serious as well with like your desire to be the fittest dude on tour. <laughs> I like, don't like, think that's my desire. Oh, all right, <laughs> but I mean, like, you're in the conversation. You're in the conversation. You know, like Brooks gets all the love or whatever because he's out there. You know, but but I I don't know if he's as shredded as you are. Like, right? Like he's more of a bench press guy. When did the the switch flip for you, that this became a huge part of who you are as a person, as a player?
12: Uh, You know, over the course of 15 and and 16, when I was kind of going through some health stuff and kind of realized that I completely took for granted everything I had out here, and I I never was the guy that, you know, didn't enjoy coming to work or didn't enjoy playing golf for a living, but I kind of just thought that's what I was going to do, and you know, you kind of slowly but surely feel that start to slip away a little bit. It's like, man, this is tomorrow's not promised. And, uh, you only get one shot at this and, you know, golf wasn't necessarily a huge priority there for a year or two and trying to make sure I had a foundation of, of health. And, you know, the, the byproducts and aesthetics that come from training and diet was not even something that I thought about. It's just something that sorely kind of manifested in itself. Once I kind of had a baseline of, you know, what I was going to try to do and, you know the ability to be able to sit with people like you and tell stories as far as if anyone's looking for uh, a reason to get off the couch or to go exercise for the first time or you know put down the sugar you know pick up you know just all the mistakes that I made and and just be able to tell my story as much as I possibly can and um uh, like that's kind of how it it took and it kind of came out of nowhere and you know more or less uh. I don't think that was necessarily what I sought out to do, but uh, here we are. <laughs> yeah, now he, now here you are. Now you're the he-man of the of the tour, right? Or maybe
6: the uh, what was the what was the boxing the Ken Kenbo right was that was that oh, guy
12: Kimbo Slice? <laughs> no, Kimbo
6: Slice. Um, uh, I don't know. There was the, there was the the boxing workout that that was big. Uh, Tybo. Billy. Tybo. Oh God. No. Yeah, you're like that Billy. Whatever is Billy, Billy. Billy. Billy
12: Blanks. Blanks. Billy Blanks. Oh, you're like my. Billy
6: Blanks that's who you are uh, Billy uh, no, not Billy bats you're, you're Billy blanks I, I'm getting my I'm getting my godfather and my gangster movies combined with with uh, uh, with with, with Ty Bo. um what what is it like with the tiger thing you know three years ago we came out here two what two, two years back whatever and there was just the curiosity of will he ever be competitive again last year was like oh well he can probably win a tournament he ends up winning the masters now he's defending masters champion and he's still, what? What for, the, for guys on the tour, what's the Tiger thing like now?
12: Yeah, we all, we need him out here. He's the only person that can carry the, I mean, all the great players in the game. But, I mean, it's very rare to be the person that inspired you to chase a career and be out here in professional golf and you actually have a chance to play with him and play against him. And um, obviously you see that you're out here. It's a completely different experience when he's at a tournament <laughs> and a completely different experience when he's not. And just brings more eyes to the event and more, uh, it means more to win a tournament that he's played in. And because uh, that's all, and it's the first question, tiger play. Oh, it probably wasn't that hard to win. <laughs> I was like, no, it's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. um, okay.
6: Uh, Brooks has, has created this really interesting legacy for himself where tournaments like this and other tournaments that are not majors he he doesn't he doesn't care about right and yet in this in the smaller field of the majors he's been incredible is that good for the sport
12: yeah I think it's all personal preference and you know he's found a niche and he's found a a spot where he can kind of peak his game in those right moments and that's probably something that you know, we could all learn a little bit from but you know my job as a pga tour player is to support the tour and uh very thankful for the opportunity gets me uh to do and something that i've wanted to do since i was a kid
6: um i was trying to describe today as a a chamber of commerce day right just very support. much
12: so right and and you're you grew up in tennessee right i did um we didn't have many days like this with the coaster and you know Miramar and I I felt like Top Gun was happening. Didn't you? (laughs) While we were right, don't drop below the hard deck, Maverick. (laughs) Don't drop below
6: the hard deck.
12: It was, uh, there was a lot happening in the sky today. (laughs) I'm I'm telling you,
6: it's it's interesting. You're seeing like the exact same things like perfect weather, perfect breeze, right? It's not hot, but it's not cold. And then, you know, because it rained and, I mean, everything is completely lush. Obviously, it's not going to be fun maybe this weekend because the rough is thick. Trust me, I experienced a lot of it today. Um, and then you throw in the Top Gun planes flying over. And from last night to today, it's pretty, this is a pretty amazing place to to, to work. You're yeah. working for the next two to four to hopefully yeah. four days. Yeah. I had
12: my buddy come out and caddy today, and he walked on the first tee. I was like, this is my office. He's like – I never thought of it like that, but wow. <laughs> and, you know, we, we played early, so we got we started on the back nine, and we started getting over there towards the And He'd never been here. He just slowly walks walks over. He's like, that, wow. <laughs> kind of you play to, south or north? I played south. Yeah. So you get a chance to take it all in. You get on the back of 13-T. Did you all play north or south? We played north. But the, okay. the
6: last couple on north, what was that, 15 and 16? Yeah, pretty ba- back there.
12: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, north arguably has some of the more – Picturesque holes, especially when you get out there by the water. But both are beautiful, and uh, the weather's going to be great. And this is definitely a Chamber of Commerce day.
6: It's Chamber of Commerce day. Hey, man, it's it's great to see you. Family's
12: good. Family's good. Growing. Yeah, back in Tennessee, full time, and uh, we're we're adjusting. So (laughs) it's a, a big transition from a family that grew up on the road to now. And kind of getting a quote unquote normal life.
6: Yeah, they got to go to school and homework. Yeah, that school
12: stuff gets in the way. <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah I, I had this conversation with my 10 year old son. He was maybe last year, year before. He's like, Dad, did you like school? And like, there was that moment in my brain where I was like, I could lie to this kid and tell him, you know, like I loved it. And I was yeah. like, no, I really didn't enjoy school at all. But I got to see my friends, right? Yeah. And if you d- can't go, don't do school, you can't, you know, go play sports. It's like, okay.
12: Yeah, kind of. That's the we're in the negotiation phase. We like it because it's different right now, but we'll see when it has to turn. I was like, oh, I have to do this again. Yes, <laughs> yes, and again. Yes, and again, and
6: and again. Good luck at the office this weekend. Can't wait to see you on Sunday. Hopefully, hopefully winning this thing.
12: Awesome, man! Thank you guys for having me on. S-
7: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
6: All right, so we want to get to our brutal round of golf on a beautiful (laughs) golf course and a glorious day. We'll do so momentarily, actually, throughout the show. Um, But I want to get into what happened last night at the very end of another Kansas win over Kansas State. It's been a completely lopsided rivalry. I believe K-State's only won like four times since they moved into Bramlage Coliseum. That's their home gym against Kansas. And they rarely win, obviously, as does everybody else at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. It it was a a drubbing of a beating by KU. Kansas State coming off their first big win of the year against uh, West Virginia, a ranked West Virginia squad, and they beat by 20 going back to Saturday. So Kansas State coming in with good momentum. Kansas clearly the better team. Kansas beats them badly. This is the last play of the game. Take a listen to the Kansas Jayhawks Radio Network.
8: Silvio gets in the face of the Wildcats, who'd stolen the ball as he was trying to dribble off the clock. He posterizes the Cats, and now there's a scrum. Players from both sides coming oh, no. at each other. Oh, no. Now they're running into the handicap section behind the basket. There are fans involved trying to separate the Wildcats, and this just ends ugly as the KU student section jeering the Wildcats who were trying to get one more play. An emphatic block that time by Silvio De
6: Sosa ended the game, and then Silvio kind of stared down at the Wildcat he just rejected, which I believe was poor. Cord- yeah, I mean, that, that's the, the, the big mistake. You know, I, I know there are people that will say, hey, Kansas is trying to dribble out the clock. And you're right. Generally, you let a team dribble out the clock. Well, you are getting beaten that bad. If you can steal the ball and lay it in, you should. He wasn't paying attention. He got the basketball stolen. And Sylvia DeSouza has a great block shot. That, that, sh- that should have been that. But the standing over a K-State kid started into a brawl. And there was a couple things going on and look, Kansas full disclosures coached by a guy who's one of my closest friends, uh, in, co- in college basketball, That's Bill self Self's not only an Oklahoma state guy, but he's just been great to me throughout my career, going back to as a player and as a broadcaster and other things that I've done in, in life, we have mutual friends and everybody likes Bill self. So when I say this, it it is not a reflection on Bill. Like, I think the the sneaker war stuff that they got caught up in. I, I look, I I don't know what happens with it. I don't think the ending is as bad as people who want to see Kansas burn believe. Nor do I think it's going to be uh, what the what the courts ruled, where Kansas was the victim of a fraud perpetrated by. Uh, a player who they thought was said to be eligible and not, not being sold to the highest bidder. Right? The, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Do I think Bill Self ordered payments to Silvio D'Souza or to other, you know, uh, recruits for Kansas? I don't. Uh, do I think he may have known that those guys were being taken care of? Yeah, I, I'm, I was born at night, not last night. I got a buddy who's in college athletics, and he said I am quite enjoying this brawl. Watching Kansas spiral from the beacon of college basketball greatness to a renegade program, I love it. I love it. It's it's almost like when Hulk Hogan went, uh, you know, went to Hollywood Hogan, right? And he went to the he kind of went to the dark sides, started wearing all black. N.W.O. N.W.O. Remember that? Uh, LeBron James during his first year with the Miami Heat, he went. He, he be, tried to become a bad guy, or the black cat. And maybe that's what Kansas is doing. Um, but th- this is, it's, it's just not good. Uh, like, there's, there's other parts to it. If you've been to Fog Allen Fieldhouse, you'll know that is where the handicap seating is. Because otherwise, if they were ever to go in and redo the place... They would have to establish all kinds of new things to get it up to code. That was the best they could kind of do. So it's one thing to have this thing occur. It's another thing to have it occur. Game's over right there in the handicap section. Like, that is bad. It's a bad look. And, you know, K-State doesn't have a ton to play for, but Kansas does. And my guess would be guys that left that bench, even if it was the end of the game, they're going to be playing bare bones the next next couple of games.
8: Six o'clock Eastern time, Big 12 commission. Bob Bowlesby said that they would have more on last night's shenanigans.
6: Yeah, they're going to try and obviously try and figure it out. Um, and I like Bowlesby. You know, I, th- I think he gets a little bit of a bad rap. I think he's done a good job. You know, he hasn't bit off more than he can chew with the Big 12. You know, people wonder why the Big 12 doesn't make as much money because it's not as valuable. That's really what it kind of comes down to. But I'll be interested to see how many kids get suspended and for how long. Um, my guess would be anybody who is in that vicinity gets dinged a game or two. And then D'Souza's probably done for the year by, because he picked up the chair. And it wasn't just that he picked up the chair. He stood over the kid to instigate him. And then, yeah, he got, you know, he got pushed or punched or whatever by a couple of K-State guys. And then he grabbed the chair. Just you can't grab a chair. This, yeah. is, this is not NWA. No. This is not WWE. Uh, how lengthy do you think the suspension should be?
8: Um, yeah, I don't think he should play at all this this season. I mean, the the, the indefinite part about it is, is you know, there have been indefinite suspensions in the NFL, and you're like, hey, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. Will he be back for the playoffs? Kansas is going to make the tournament. And the tournament the only thing that matters in college basketball. So if you have a suspension... That allows him to come back for the NCAA tournament. What's the point of having the suspension? So I think he's done for the year.
6: I, I and he's had a frustrating season. He's been frustrated by it. Obviously, coming out of the year-long suspension he had last year. Um, yeah, I, I I would guess he is. The question is, who else is involved, and how much else does that hurt Kansas? The the chair does make everybody every whoa whoa. Now, do you know that what what fight? On TV with the chair is most known, Springer. Right? Wasn't there a Springer fight with a chair, with the the like the 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 neo Nazis? Oh yeah, could have been. Yeah, was that was that was that was Springer? Was it? I think that was Jerry Springer. Ramos, you're a big Springer guy, right? You you it was Jerry Springer. Don't
13: Geraldo, wasn't it? Wasn't it?
6: Geraldo? Oh, was it? Geraldo, 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 got, Geraldo?
9: got hit. Yeah,
13: Heraldo yeah, got hit in the face with a chair Geraldo one time. Yes. Hit,
6: John's with... our Geraldo expert, Joe. <laughs> so it's a good thing we had him on the board Yeah. <laughs> That's a great that's a great point. It was Uh, he was a broken nose from a thrown chair. That's a good one. He was struck in the face. Uh, This was uh, during the show's first season, of course, they wouldn't have done that to to get a second season, right? No one would ever would have done that. (laughs) Plus, you know,
8: security guard Steve Wilkos would have stopped a chair from being thrown at Jerry Springer. That's a great point. Before he had his own
6: show. Yeah. Before he had his own show. Uh, that's the most known chair I can think of outside of WWE. Can you think Here, of another time when somebody threw a chair? The Bobby Knight, but was that was say, across yeah. the floor. That's the most yeah. famous chair.
11: That wasn't at any one other than perhaps the ref or. About the ref and
6: almost hit the kid at the free throw line for Purdue. Yeah, that was a long time ago. It's a good memory. I don't
11: think it's ever been weaponized in such a way. Although he did Here, drop it, but
8: here's the thing: like I would also give, oh, oh no, I wouldn't give him a
6: pass. I
11: can I, I I look a little bit past the chair
6: because he
8: grabbed the chair. He didn't swing the chair. There's would, a difference there. Well, I would also, I I would look at it maybe a little bit differently if he was a five nine point guard and there was a six nine two hundred and fifty pound guy going at him. But no, he's the only. There's there's only three other six nine two hundred and fifty pound guys in that entire field house. Yet he feels the need to get a chair. You know, like when it comes down to like. He's the one that could probably beat up everybody else in Allen Fieldhouse, but he needs to grab a stool. Uh, that just, man. You know, you know, there are some guys who just start. You know, hey, you you, you got a good buddy. Maybe he's quiet, all of a sudden he gets in a <laughs> maybe a little little yeah. fight, and you're like, wow, I didn't know that Jay could do that. You well, know, I- like that's. This guy is like, "Wow, I didn't know that he would actually pick up a chair and try to hurt somebody when he's already 6'9" and 250."
11: Well, it sort of feels like that's what happened with the Miles Garrett situation, where it was you could sort of look at it and be like, "Okay, did Mason Rudolph have any type of involvement in this? Was he provoked?" But then the fact that Miles Garrett is massive, he rips his helmet off and then even though Mason Rudolph's sort of going after him, to be the one to then escalate it to, not only did I rip your helmet off your head, but I'm now going to swing it at you and try and hit you over the top of your head with it, you've now surpassed any sort of like, hey, we were trying to give you a bit of a pass here. Right. But you escalated this so far, like you have to be held accountable for what you presented Whereas to the situation. The did not swing it. He right. did drop
6: it, although he at, the, um, at the, his assistant coach grabbed him And kind of, you know, talk some sense into him for a second.
7: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
8: Bundle home and auto with Farmers Insurance, and you could save an average of twenty percent. Seen it, covered it, bundled it. Call one eight hundred Farmers to get a quote today.
7: We
2: are Farmers. For the twenty eighteen nationwide average savings, underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, exchanges and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
6: We are broadcasting live from beautiful Torrey Pines. Don't miss the Farmers Insurance Open happening this week here at Torrey Pines in San Diego. We
7: are Farmers. Bum,
6: Speaking of far- farmers, our good friend Peter Viles joins us. He's the head of Internal Communications, Farmers Group Incorporated. Internal Communications. So that means <laughs> that you spy on everybody else's emails?
14: No, 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 no. We just want to keep our employees and our agents informed about what's happening at the company so that we can uh, serve our customers and grow our brand. And on behalf of farmers, want to welcome you to San Diego and to Torrey Pines to our favorite week on the calendar every year.
6: Uh, it's incredible, right? Yeah. And then we had this last year as well, but I... It's funny, I said a Chamber of Commerce day, and uh, Scott Stallings, who's from tennessee he knew exactly what i was talking you know what that is right oh yeah yeah i mean and that's what today is right this and then you you combine they got the jets did you guys arrange to have the jets (laughs) from miramar fly over like (laughs) we're gonna fly over like every 30 minutes like man that now there's now now farmers just showing off but i will say it's a great week on the
14: calendar it's the first week without football you start to think about you know spring ahead you start to think about college basketball the masters etc this is the first time you don't have football on the calendar we sort of have the weekend to ourselves and Almost every year, you see this absolutely stunning San Diego weather. It's bad weather everywhere
6: else. It's just a great setting. Yeah, we, we, we talked about this. This, is why, this. is This is a good California recruitment week <laughs> for, for, to recruit your tax dollars to move into, into our state. Uh, you are a big KU Hoops fan. What's your reaction to the brawl last night? Oh,
14: gosh. It was disappointing. You hate to see something like that in college basketball or in any sport, and you just hope that the two teams, the two coaches in the league, do the, does the right thing to send a message that it's just unacceptable. Um, it was late in the game that had already been decided. It was, it was very unfortunate. Yeah,
6: it's, it's weird. Like, I'm supposed to, I guess, sit here and go like, it's terrible, get rid of them forever. But it's also like guys in college fights happen. I don't know, like... It, it, on one hand, you want to make it a deterrent so that that stuff yeah. doesn't happen. I thought D'Souza standing over the kid clearly instigated the fight, and that was, you know, he, he's going to sit for a while. Maybe he sits for the rest of the year. We'll we'll see. Um, but fights happen. Yeah, they they and just these kids do. Are Nineteen, they're twenty years old. Yeah. There's a fair amount of pressure on them. And and, and look, K State they they keep getting humiliated by KU, right? <laughs> and and coaches we t- we all talk about being tougher and more physical and. And, you know, and playing every minute, yeah. You know, so it's not okay, it shouldn't have happened, it shouldn't happen again. You do want to be determined. On the other hand, like he who hasn't gotten, like we in college basketball playing, like we get in fights in practice. Yeah. I know you have to learn to control yourself, and there should be some more discipline, but we did get in fights in practice. I fights do happen, I don't think it's the end of the universe as, as some would, would portray it. Um, I wanted to ask you about this course, yep. Because the the North obviously they fixed the they redid mm-hmm. the greens, and there's one that probably doesn't make sense to mo- most people. You played the North today, yes. Yeah. But it really has gotten. It's not yet the equal of the South. No. But it's not far behind. Now, years ago,
14: you'd go to the North course on Thursday and Friday to watch somebody shoot shoot 63, and um, it's gotten to be a much tougher course, much better balance between the two courses. But I mean. I, everywhere around the country there's people who brag about their muni's and our muni here in whatever city is the best you've ever seen. I put this one up against anything. This is a city-owned course, two courses where you're going to see, you know, golf at the highest level on a beautiful course
6: and an absolutely beautiful day.
14: Yeah. We hope to have
6: four of them. When you have the when you have the jets flying <laughs> over, do you picture yourself <laughs> as what which as Maverick, as Iceman, who do you picture yourself <laughs> as? I don't know. I mean, you,
14: to get here from Los Angeles, as you know, you drive through that area twice. And it, 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 Doug's talking about this marine base that's uh, 15, 20 well, miles north of Well, there's Pendleton,
6: and then th- those take off from Miramar, okay. which is, is, is a little bit more inland. That's, that's up the 15 a little bit. Uh, but yes, yeah, so you're driving by Pendleton. Yeah, you're driving by the stuff. So you, you didn't answer. Are you a are you an Iceman guy, <laughs> or are you a, a Maverick guy? I got terrible vision. I, no one would ever put me at the controls of a multi million dollar airplane. Um, you grew up in Vermont, and yeah, I did. Um, not a lot of golf weather. Most of the but the summer is is gorgeous. It's a
14: really short golf season. It's like June to September. Um, with some great courses.
6: Up okay, there. here's a hard question for you. Ricky is your guy's guy, right? At Farmers, absolutely. Ricky is, and Ricky, I'm an Oklahoma State guy. He's our guy. Where's yeah. Orange? He loves it. It's yep. awesome. Would you rather have Ricky win or Tiger win? <laughs> I was afraid you
14: wouldn't ask me that. If Tiger wins, it's number eighty three. He number breaks the tie with Sam Snead. Yes, He's he, the he wins is. his eighth. eighth FIO. Eighth FIO, plus two other times I think he won here. Mm -hmm. He won the U.S. Open. He won as a junior here. They're both outstanding stories. I mean, we work really closely with Ricky, and we've worked with him a long time, and sort of he's matured, you know, in front of our eyes. He's a great brand ambassador. He goes above and beyond for us. This is close to home for him. He'll have a
6: lot of friends and family here. So I think both of them would be a great outcome. Peter Viles, uh, Pete, uh, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, thanks to everybody at your Farmers Crew it's it's not just that you guys all come here and you're in a good mood because you're in, like everyone is so nice. Yeah. It is re- really nice and you feel like we gonna kind of feel like we're like the cousins. We're not like total family but like, "Oh, God leave, Good to see ya. <laughs> Must be golf season again. You're welcome to join us anytime." it's oh, awesome. Thanks so much. Pink Biles, from was the uh, the head of internal communications Farmers Group uh, Incorporated. If you have emailed or texted with anybody from Farmers, let it, just know, Pete's seen it. Okay, <laughs> pictures, text, tweets. He said, "No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Not really kidding. Not really kidding." Let's get you a damn buyer. Find out well, what else is going on. World Sports TV. Well, we you got. know, we
8: have these badges, and I know this doesn't translate on radio, but They're you'll see people devices. with different, you know, all across the country, right? You'll see, you know, a Brentwood, Tennessee. Right. You'll see a. Yeah, Wausau, Wisconsin. That's near my neck of the woods. That's why I threw that in there. Yeah, yeah, it's neat to see. We have some
14: of our best agents out here, sort of earned their way out here. And uh, it's a great celebration for our company. And let me just put in a tiny plug, because Doug didn't let me. But we do a ton of work (laughs) with the community (laughs) year-round. But the work we do this year is really amplified on a national stage. So this is like our Super Bowl of community activity and community involvement. So one of the reasons we're so happy to be here and we're so nice to everybody is this is the best week of the year for us to give back to the community. Yeah, it gives
8: people something to look forward to as well. And, heck, in this area, Southern California, I mean, last July with the earthquakes and everything that's yeah, going on. Yeah, this is a nice pick-me-up for sure. Yeah. That's, uh, uh. By the way, you'll want to know this. Three o'clock local time here, six Eastern. We'll find out more about those brawls. That's according to Bob Bolsby, who made the announcement at the at an NCAA convention. All of the college football writers tweeting out the information. We do know this: that Silvio de Souza was suspended indefinitely by Kansas head coach Bill Sell following his actions during last night's brawl. Bunch of NBA news to get to. Tonight's the debut of Zion Williamson as the Pelicans forward suits up in his first NBA game. They take on the San Antonio Spurs tonight. There will be no Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers out against the Hawks to manage his injured knee. Heat forward Derek Jones, according to ESPN, will take part in the slam dunk contest contest next month in chicago arizona cardinals wide receiver larry fitzgerald has become a part owner of the phoenix suns purchasing a minority stake of the team baseball commissioner rob manfred saying they're not going to take away the world series titles won by the astros or the red sox in 2017 and 2018 baseball still investigating the red sox allegations of using technology to steal signs 38 year old luis rojas expected to be the new manager of the new york mets And another day, another crazy Antonio Brown story, locking himself inside his Florida home earlier today as police were trying to uh, continue their battery investigation against him. So Antonio Brown locking himself up in his home and not speaking to police. Just another day in the life. He sounds adjusted. AB84. We'll be back to the Doug Gottlieb show in ten seconds. But first, a word from our friends at farmers. Bundle Home and Auto with Farmers Insurance, and you could save an average of twenty percent. We know a thing or two about how to save a buck or two. Call one eight hundred Farmers to get a quote today.
7: We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
6: Reported to nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Preferred Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I want to read you these quotes, and this is really interesting, okay? Because I think there's actually a lot of bravery in it. I view bravery different than some people, okay? Um, so, you know, like, look, obviously if you defend our country, you're super brave. I, I couldn't, I, I, I don't, I, do I believe I could pick up a weapon and protect our country in a time of war? I do, but I don't do it voluntarily. Like put myself in harm's way, like first responders do. So I, obviously that's the, the normal term for bravery, but I think knowing that there's going to be a backlash and we could go with, okay, he's 35 now. He's established himself. Aaron Rodgers said some things to Danica Patrick, which I would view as both dumb and brave at the same time. So, so take a listen. Um, they were discussing their Christian upbringing. And there's a video posted on Danica Patrick's YouTube page. And it's called The Pretty Intense Podcast. Aaron Rodgers said, most people I knew, church was just something you had to go to. Um, he said, when we went to Mexico, two spring breaks to build houses, we put uh, together homes for these folks who were living in garage door sides thrown together and stuff. This was meaningful. This was really meaningful work. I just didn't find any connection between religion and doing good, and doing, you know, good things for other people. I started questioning things and had friends who had other beliefs. I enjoyed learning. It's kind of part of my life. I've had some good friendships along the way. People help me figure out exactly who I want to be. Ultimately, it was the rules and regulations and the binary systems that don't really resonate with me. I don't know how you, this is going to be the money quote. I don't know how you believe in God, uh, in a God who wants to condemn most of the people on the planet to a fiery hell. What type of loving, sensitive, omnipresent, omnipotent, being wants to condemn his beautiful creature to fiery hell at the end of all of this. Rogers didn't specifically say he was an atheist, but he did say that the us against them attitude he observed ultimately changed his view on organized religion. Religion. He said this, a quote can be a crutch. It can be something that people have to have to make themselves feel better because it's set up binary. It's us against them saved against unsaved heaven and hell it's enlightened and heathen. It's holy and righteous. It makes a lot of people feel better about themselves. Aaron Rodgers on the pretty intense podcast. Buyer, you're from Wisconsin. I would guess that goes over like a lead balloon.
8: Yeah, that doesn't. That's not gonna. That's not gonna fly in a lot of places.
6: Right. Here's a Northern California hippie. Doesn't believe in God, and he's quarterback of our Packers. Sorry, was that? That wasn't actually. That doesn't a, sound like Wisconsin. Wisconsin that doesn't <laughs> sound like a Wisconsin accent. No, just. <laughs>
11: Sounds kind of Texas, kind of Texas is fair.
6: Fair, <laughs> the, fair point. You know, take fair Canadian,
8: point. I, I, You take the Fargo, yeah. and then you kind of move it along towards a Canadian, and mix okay, it. there. That's yeah, that's kind of yeah. I got you it. Know, I got it. Eh? With may, maybe okay, a little there. Indiana twang in there, I, I, I'm I'm not sure. But yeah, to your point, no, it's it's not going to go over well. As you said, it's 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 you know how he, how he feels is how he feels, and it's not about religion. However, you are also in a prominent public role granted you're not elected but you are the quarterback of the Green Bay he, Packers. He's also
6: he's also now not not this not this insurance group that we're here for farmers insurance but he is a very prominent like he's on commercials and I just don't know how that like how they handle that because regardless of how people really feel Really feel about religion? Like I was raised Jewish, and I, I, for the most part, my religious beliefs are that of you know are of Jewish beliefs. But even you know some of those I have I struggle with, right? Like I think it's a reasonable conversation to to be had for, for with with religion, right? I yeah. believe in God, but I'm not religious, and I understand where he's coming from. And I also think that one of the things he says here and. Um, semantics are important. Like, he didn't say, I don't believe in God. He said, I don't know how anyone would believe in a God who's going to, well, I don't know how you can believe in a God who wants to condemn most to, to a fiery hell. That, that may even be, to be honest, maybe even more damaging. I don't know if that will get lost,
8: but the simple point of taking, uh, to use it politically and, and to use it, and, and I'll just use the this, this same area because it's where I'm from. Wisconsin was a big part of the election. Okay, we know that. It had a big, big role. There are people, and I'm not saying that it's Wisconsinites only. I'm just using it as my example. Do not want to be told that they're stupid for voting for Donald Trump. So when you tell them that they're stupid for voting for President Trump in 2016, you know what they're—they're going to go out and vote for him again. Exactly. So well, now Aaron Rodgers is saying say like, you are stupid for believing in a god, which is what he is saying. Because to your point of it, it's not whether he's—he's he's basically saying I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you people do that. That's a mu- that's that's even worse than saying I don't believe it because he's actually well, calling out the people who do have those beliefs that cheer for him seventy
6: thousand strong every Sunday. Yeah. I mean, like, look here's here's um, how religion works, right? I mean, it's very interesting to me how how it works is that some people would rather be lied to, right? I mean, think of how many, whether it's coaches, football, college football coaches, they always, you know, they want they they feel they have to go to church, they have to, you know, be some kind of religious. Even Donald Trump, who was never seen as religious before. When he get in order to get elected, once he gets elected, suddenly now he does talk about God, even though he can't really quote biblical verses, and he screws them up when he does. Like I, I think it's brave for Aaron Rodgers to speak his truth, but I do think there's going to be a backlash from it. Did you want in, Ryan? Because I have something to say after that.
11: Okay, I, my question is f- from not just a big picture perspective in terms of sponsors or things like that. How do we think this just plays within the locker room?
6: I because think, I don't think it matters in the locker room. Really? I, yeah. I would also
8: say that that it's we talk about being the, you know, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. People aren't naive there. If Aaron Rodgers came out and said, you know what, I don't believe in God, that's my belief, or I am an atheist, I think that there would be people there that would respect it. And there would be, be some who would say, all right, not my deal anymore. All right, I'm not a ro- but there, it it's not like oh boy, what do we do? You know, like no, that's not what it is. It's not where we are in 2020. It's it's not. It's it's, it's there. There are I enough know, people. Who I, know, I know. I
6: know it. you think we're we're all evolved, but I, okay. So so here's let me let me give you this is two really important things. Okay, one, this is why he doesn't respect Russell Wilson, and two, I've been told. That this was, people talk all the time about it, how he doesn't, you know, what's, what happened with his family, how he doesn't get along with his family. His family is very religious. He was raised in a very religious household. And I was told from somebody close to him that this is the reason that there's a rift mm. between he and the, and the family is that he's just like, look, I, I, don't, sure. I don't agree with it. If,
8: if, there, were, if there was, if there, let's just say, if there was a, a chance of alienating 2% of your fan base, is it worth saying something like that? That's what I think. Like, like we're talking about here. I don't have a number on it, but I'm not saying, it's no. Not. He's he's alienating more than two percent. But the point being is, I'm saying that it's 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 not everyone, and it's not no one. But there is a there is going to be a portion that are not interested in following Aaron Rodgers anymore because of the beliefs. Is that worth losing to say what he had to say? Hmm. Because I don't think it is. You could like I. It, Listen, right now you're the quarterback during the Red Packers, you're gonna play five more years. You know what? Maybe your brand to speak out whatever you want at that point is fine. If I was in that position, probably wouldn't have said it.
6: No, I don't that's why I think yeah. it's brave. Because yeah. it's gonna cost him money, it's gonna cost him fans. I don't know if it's necessary. It probably is not. I mean this is this is one of the things that these guys do. You know, it's the it's no different than the Kyrie Irving, right? Where you're trying to convince us how smart you are, how well thought out you are. And, like, we just, at the end of the day, we do just play, pay to watch you play football.
11: I, I'm, I'm just curious why you think it wouldn't have any effect on the locker room. I don't
6: think people care in the locker room. What do you think about it?
11: I think if he, like, similar to what Dan said is maybe if he was, like, if he took a more softer stance, like, hey, you know, I don't believe in God or I don't go to church or something like that, then, yeah, I don't think people care in the locker room. But for those comments to come off as, in, in a sense, now, whether this is accurate or not, Someone could look at that and be like, you think I'm dumb because I go to church? If I'm his teammate and I have those beliefs, I'm somehow not going to look at Aaron Rodgers differently? Like, I absolutely think that could be a problem inside the locker room.
8: What I think happens is what exactly happened with our conversation here. Doug clarified what he said. He comes off the headline is, Aaron Rodgers is an Atheist. You know, like, that that's what we think. And what do you, right, what do you what what He's saying... He's, he's, he's taking saying, shots at everybody. Right. No, you he, know,
6: he's saying, well, when you, when you look, think of it, his comments, for me, when I think of his comments, I think he's saying, I just... Yeah. The, the God I believe in doesn't have... Isn't sending people to fiery hell, right? That's what he's saying. So, look, I, I do think he's trying to outsmart everybody. I do think that he he unwittingly makes people feel like he's saying they're dumb for believing in God. Um, and I, think I do think it's a really bad fit for football culture and for the NFL. I don't think it affects him in the locker room. I do think it affects him with fans, especially with Packer fans. But
11: I see this as almost like a Colin Kaepernick-type situation where, whether it's religion or social justice, like these these topics have so many different layers to them, and they're so complex that when you make certain statements – It may not be what you actually intend for them to say, but certain people are going to be turned on or turned off by certain phrases that you use, and then you can't get past that. I think what we've all said about Colin Kaepernick is, you know, the general principle for which he stood for is like, hey, let's try and cut back on police brutality. Let's try and, you know, make the world a better place, equal for all. But the way in which he did it, We know for a fact that that divided some locker rooms because some people, whether it's like Drew Brees even came out and said like, hey, you know, I just don't believe in in what he did the way he did it type of thing. So that's why I think when you're someone like Aaron Rodgers, you're supposed to be the unifier of this team. You're the quarterback. And even though the quarterback may not play any defense, we know that it's the true leader of that team to take a harsh stance on a divisive topic like this. I just think you put yourself in a way worse position Especially going, like, Matt LaFleur, he's a second-year head coach. We talked about this. Dude, you just threw a grenade into his lap.
6: Yeah, I, I, may, maybe I'm wrong. I would say college football, it would be a bigger deal than in pro football. I just do. I could be wrong on this. I think college football is different than, than pro football in terms of the, the, the volu- depth and volume of religious discussions and how much it matters to guys Whereas when they become pros, you know, they kind of all do their their own thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he could get Kaepernicked or he could get Dixie-chicked, as I, I like to call it.
8: Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to go that that deep because I don't know if it's going to be looked into that deep. But when you talk about college football, you're not going to talk about 18- and 19- and 20-year-olds in the locker room. You're also talking about everything that's around it. What's the most college football-like franchise in the National Football League? (laughs) It's the (laughs) Green Bay Packers. You know what I mean? So, like, there's some, you know, that's that's all there is. Again, listen, you guys know I don't like movies. I don't come out and I say, yeah, I'm not a big movie fan. I go, I don't know. I, I don't say, I don't know how you idiots can waste two and a half hours every Saturday night when a new movie comes out. Two different things. I don't like movies. But one is pretty offensive to you guys, and one is just about me.
6: It, it's a great point. It's it's going to be interesting, um, and this is one of those like th- this is in terms of PR. A lot of these guys have they want to you know go on a podcast, and he's going on a podcast with his girlfriend. You're in a friendly audience, and you'll say some things. It's like LeBron in the in the shop. You'll say some things where at the time everybody in the shop is agreeing with yeah. you, and then you're like, wait, that's not a, at, at all how we want it to sound, you know, and. This is why you need PR people, because a PR person would be like, shut this interview down, destroy the tape. We don't want that out there. Don't care what you think about God, Aaron. Don't talk about it.
11: It sort of feels like this is something that you've talked about on the show, though, is he's reaching that point where we said, you know, it's it's like sort of dad mode, where you kind of get to that point where all that other extra stuff you don't really care as much about where I think he kind of went into this going, you know what? Maybe I do lose a couple sponsors, but guess what? I don't really care anymore because he's got all of the money. And maybe, maybe it, it causes issues or headaches, but he's like, guess what? I don't really care anymore because I can just blow those people off or whatever it may be. And he, he doesn't really care about the ramifications because he's sort of beyond that point of caring.
8: I also will just say this. I think in, in conversation that Doug's had on the show about, you know, the demise of Aaron Rodgers, not the demise of Aaron Rodgers, it became a real thing. Like, it became a real thing on the local level. It became a real thing on the national level over this last year, like, it, over these last couple of weeks. It was a real, real thing. Maybe all this stuff in the past never was, but now it's a real thing. And, you know, maybe feeling some of the heat from that. Yeah.
6: No, and, and um, I think it's going to be fascinating to see what, what happens next? The new those, I know the, those comments are going to be felt uh, throughout. I, this these are and Danica is a huge star or a huge name. I would guess that's going to get picked up by everybody. And you know, once you get labeled as an atheist, which by the way, not believing in God is like it's your right to do so. Right? You don't have to but it's there is a perception issue there, and some of those quotes will be taken as as you pointed out. You dummies, why do you care about this stuff that doesn't actually matter?
7: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
6: Hunter Mahan joins us. He's a good golfer. He makes a lot of money. He's also a friend of the program. You've heard him on Cowherd Show as well. He knows a lot about sports and other, stu- and other stuff as well, and um, I, I want to talk about how bad we were today here at at the FIO, uh, as you were our pro, and even you could not rescue us. Even Rodney Harrison could not rescue us. Bayer and Gottlieb combination was just awful. Awful. It stunk. Oh, it was bad. But I, I, let's, let's talk about the topic of the day, which is Eli Manning's going to officially retire, right? Which I, we kind of all knew was going to happen, but you can't say it's going to happen until it happens or to, right gets leaked out. It's like when Joe Paterno died. Everybody wanted to say, like, Joe Paterno, like, wait until he's actually, there's like, ee! and then we report Joe Paterno is dying. Anyway, um, Eli Manning is going to be in the Hall of Fame. right? There's just no keeping it. He won two Super Bowls, played for the New York Giants. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, right? Sure. Okay. It yeah. won't be first ballot, but he'll be in. Yeah. How, how would you characterize Bayer? How would you characterize Eli Manning? Uh,
8: lightning in a bottle. I mean, when he was still on, you know, when he was hot, he was hot. But when he was, I mean, he led the NFL in interceptions three times during his career. Sure. You would think after time yep. number one, you're like, I may have to change this up. He's like, uh-uh, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. It's actually, to be honest with you, I actually think when we look at Odell Beckham Jr., he actually had it great with Eli Manning. Eli didn't care. Eli would just throw it, you know, and now when he, Baker bigger, maybe what should I throw here, do it here, like that. Eli didn't care. Didn't, win. What do you think, Hunter?
13: Never afraid of the big moment. I mean, he could, he went on those playoff runs, they were on the road and he won big games against really, really good teams. He was just never afraid of that moment, never afraid to let the ball loose. And that's kind of why he had so many interceptions. But he was, he was clutched when he needed to be.
6: What if his name wasn't Manning?
13: Oh, I, I, I don't think he's, he's going to get in, but it's weird. Like, he's going to make the Hall of Fame, but I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer.
6: Okay. But, 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 like, there's a double double side to it. If his name wasn't Manning, we wouldn't hold him up, measure him against Peyton, yeah. right? Yeah. But if his name wasn't Manning, he might not have ended up in New York, and he sure. might not have gotten the passes at times. He got on poor performance. Does, does,
13: can he have the leverage to say no to San Diego if he wasn't a Manning? No. I don't think so. I no. mean, that's, you know. that's maybe, maybe. I don't know. John Elway said no to the Colts, right? But John Elway was, I mean, he was— he was the man, right? He was a generational talent. We all knew that. Eli was really good in college. I went to that bowl game where he, where he beat us at the Cotton Bowl, and it's he's really impressive. But I don't know. It's it's a it's a fascinating topic.
6: It, it is a it is a fascinating topic. So Eli Manning officially announces his he's going to officially announce his retirement later on this week. Um, but it's it's one that you know there will always be people that will that he is at like he's like the least polarizing polarizing guy ever. Right? Like, he's never – he said a couple of things in the New York media, but not really, yet he's polarizing because he's Peyton's brother, because he's won two Super Bowls, because he's probably getting the Hall of Fame, and we just don't know how to take him, right? Like, was he ever the best – he was never the best quarterback in the league.
8: No, no, but a a playoff winning percentage of 6.67, which is categorized in four uh, one-game exits –
6: in two no runs of the playoffs. It's unbelievable. Like, what? There's also the, how many times did he miss the playoffs?
8: <laughs> right? How yeah, many times did he miss I'm, the playoffs? I, I'm doing the the rundown right here of, of the uh, the entire career of uh, of Eli Manning. Well, he's a 500 quarterback.
13: Yeah. Is he, 500. Is, he, is he one game below or is he 500? he's, no, he's two, right at 500.
8: 236 two and 234. That's what it. So I, his, his
13: overall playoffs, that's included. yeah, that's one. Okay. That's
6: one so of that's, those things. That's one of those things where you, you, um, like we had the discussion with R.J. Bell last week, right? Wins and losses are not th- completely on the quarterback. They never have been, never should be, never will be. Right. On the other hand, it's not like we have a small sample size on Eli Manning. Yeah, we have a huge sample size and on a pretty good franchise.
13: And, I mean, you look at all the really good quarterbacks, they all have pretty darn good winning percentages.
6: Okay, so let's, let's do that. Byer, can you help us out? Cause I mean, my internet stinks. Yeah. Um, g- give me the winning percentage for pick a quarterback.
13: Oh, um, what was Carson Palmer's winning percentage? I saw now, Carson. Yeah, Carson Palmer, remember, was on the Bengals. Ago. He's great. I mean, he's a great, great player in a couple tough situations. Terrible.
6: And, and when he got to the Cardinals, they were terrible. And then so, they were
13: good. And then he was. And he had that he one stint good.
6: with the Raiders where he had been retired. And, and I don't think was, anyone was, remembers that he was bad. <laughs> I mean, that Carson was so tries brief. to forget that. Most people try and forget any time in Oakland. Eli
8: was a just a Eli was a four time Pro Bowler. Uh, Carson Palmer ends up being a three time Pro Bowler. But the uh, as the stats are are loading up here, um, I'm gonna should I stop or wait for the page to load? It's so, uh, that's a Windows joke for everyone. Uh, it's it's not coming up here. Oh, here it is. You're yeah, okay.
6: Yeah, what's the so, overall record?
8: So Carson Palmer's overall record is... it uh, didn't come up. Oh, he's got it. 92-88-1.
6: So with the Bengals. That's with the
8: Bengals, and right? With the Bengals and the, Bengals? No, Bengals, oh, and the Cardinals. Oh, was that overall? That was overall? Okay. Bengals and the Cardinals, overall. and he had a... Yeah. he he had two, oh, 182 two, eight, and 181. Two, Good pick, guys. Jeez.
6: <laughs> seriously. I mean, it's...
13: I mean, if he had a better situation, do you think he wins more games we than also Eli? Tore his knee I mean, up twice. Yeah, I mean, he's with playoff teams, and he had a much better arm. I mean, much better arm than Eli. I okay, would so say. G-
6: give me so g- give me another guy. give me another guy. You think kind of a contemporary?
13: That's what was Joe Flacco's. I mean, he's got he's got a Super Bowl, and he's was with a good organization. Joe Flacco. Joe
8: Flacco. Joe Kaboom Flacco. Joe Kaboom Flacco. Him. Joe Flacco this, career record? Joe Joe Flacco right now uh is tied for third amongst NFL active quarterbacks with playoff victories with 10.
13: He Flacco. he is a
6: he is a good playoff quarterback. Yeah, a really he, good playoff quarterback.
13: He beat some great teams the the Patriots on the road and I don't know it, it's it's a fascinating I don't know.
6: I it it's going to be um all right let's let, let's talk about this tournament. Um how excited are you to get after it here at Tory Pines?
13: I love coming here. Um, this is a tournament that I've gone to, I feel like, every year since I've turned pro. It's a tournament that I went to as a kid. Uh, the golf courses are in impeccable shape. Um, the redo has been, you know, has been great on the north. It's extremely tough now. I mean, both courses are extremely tough, and it's... Uh, uh, it's a place that I always look forward to going to, and it's going to have perfect weather this week. And it's going to be a great test because you're going to have to hit it really good off the tee. Uh, irons, you're going to be tested in every facet of your game.
6: What, uh, uh, what, 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 how much is there the Tiger effect here? Like, I, yeah. you know, it's a place he's won seven times, nine times overall. Is, is this place and like it feels like here in Firestone are the two places that he's most synonymous with with, with with winning at? How much does that change the dynamic?
13: Yeah, well, when Tiger's in the field and he's at his best and you know he's, he has potential to win, it, it's, it changes the whole kind of flow of the the tournament. Uh, the people, the amount of people who are going to show up uh, on the weekend during all week are going to follow him. It's going to be amazing and awesome. And, it's, and we are entering that kind of Tiger mania almost like it was back in the day. I mean, I think his, when he's healthy now, he's, he's absolutely a top three to, uh, favorite to win the, win the tournament.
6: Top three to win this tournament or any tournament?
13: I think any tournament now. I mean, I mean when he shows up, they're ready See, I'm, to
6: go. I'm going to do that that thing that we did with, okay, so where do you, Brooks is in that, right? With sure. The major.
13: Absolutely, yeah. Who's
6: the, who's the other one?
13: Um, I would say Rory, Rory. and Dustin. I, I, I try, to try to make it four, I guess. Okay. If they're all going to four-play an event, those are going to be the kind of like the top four guys.
6: Uh, what what is it going to take for Ricky? You know, he's younger than you, but also an Oklahoma State guy, a guy who's got a huge following. Yeah. He won the players a couple years ago, but has yet to break through to a major. What's, what's missing?
13: Um, I'm not sure what's exactly missing in his game. I don't know what his exact stats are. Um, I think you got to be a great ball striker. If you want to contend what Brooks has, I think, always been great at, he's, he's a great ball striker. I mean, he's a good putter when he needs to be, but to be consistently in the top ten, you have to be a great ball striker. I mean, that's just so is history that for, is going okay, to tell you. Okay,
6: to the layman,
13: what, is right. that, what does that mean? Basically, just your irons. Your iron game and proximity to the hole. And
6: Tiger is the best iron he's player? He's the best
13: iron player of all time. Yes. There's just no, there's no doubt about it.
6: What, what is it about his iron play that makes that allows you to say that?
13: Um, well, his technique uh through the years has just been flawless his ability to shape the shot hit it high and hit it low um a wedge game for a guy who's for as strong as he was and how far as he hit it to yeah. have great touch great distance control um his ability to flight and control wedges in any kind of conditions i think that always sort of separated him uh himself and, and in the year 2000 we kind of saw every part of his game being the best in the world at it, it was just incredibly impressive um but like I said, his his just iron game, his technique and his ability to move the ball, it's just it's just the best of all time. There's just no doubt about it. He's
6: also obviously now he's in his forties, you're in your uh late thirties. Yeah. Um how much does his longevity and you haven't had the injuries that he's had. No. How much of how much of that gives you the thought that hey, I, I can be competitive at the highest level for, for ten more years?
13: Sure. I mean it's um that's why you take care of yourself at, you know, in high school and in college to prepare yourself for in your forties to to play and to play at a high level, um, I think he has shown. He, I mean, his work ethic and his and his his body has changed through the years, and it's just you know he's he put an emphasis on that before it, really anyone else. I mean, Norman did, Faldo did, but it wasn't as universal. And he really put it sort of on the map. And you can see it being forty and still driving it just as far as anybody else. And you see it in the younger guys and how they look and how they swing. Uh, power is a big part of this game. Uh, sort of the analytics kind of tell you the further you hit it, the better chance you have to hit it closer to a hole in the next shot. I mean, it just kind of is what it is now. And uh, But I think in his heart, in Tiger's heart, he's still sort of an artist and an ability to kind of hit shots are sort of his bread and butter, and that's what he loves to do. Hunter Mahan joining us in the Doug
6: Gallip Show. He's our pro here at the, the Pro-Am for the Farmers Insurance Open. Were we the worst amateurs you've played with?
13: <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. But it was closer than I thought it was going to be. Come <laughs> on! <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys won last year. I mean, the problem well, is the expectations. Yes, yeah. you guys yes. were Manning. I have high expectations for you yes. guys. Yes, well, we it, were like we're yeah.
6: We weren't. We were not competitive. We left the league at in interceptions. <laughs> yeah. You, have you, you have you played a pro am with Bill Murray yet?
13: No, I, I've I've seen him at Pebble and, and and chatted with him briefly, but I haven't played. Do golf you want with him. to? Yeah, that'd be fun. It'd be once in a lifetime experience.
6: Who is the who is the what's the most fun pro am you've ever
13: had? Most fun pro I am I've ever had. Yeah. Um,
6: you better say today. <laughs> he doesn't have to say today. Not was today. <laughs> today, today was fun. Today was not, fun. Today was not. It was early in the morning. I, I had a
13: great, you know, I, I played with. <laughs> working on his game. <laughs> I was with. Uh, 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 he was spraying it left, spraying it right. He was Dan, doing was Army with, golf. <laughs> I was with and Ray then, uh, Allen. Yeah. And, and Dan Orlovsky in Connecticut, and that nice. was a lot of fun. Well, and, of course, you won a Connecticut, so you're, yeah. like, you're like royalty there. Yeah. Right? People, I, I love going up there. And yeah,
6: the uh, GHO, that is a – It's a fun people. event. There it's a can really, really score fun on event. That. Yeah. You know what they need to bring back? Do you remember the International where they had the yeah. modified yes. Stableford system? Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. They need to bring a tournament like that back. Altitude where you can just go for it. Just yeah. go for it.
13: It is fun. It's, it's crazy up there when you're trying to figure out yardages and you're – Looking at something so far away, but you're hitting a seven iron from 240. It's strange.
8: I like how Mahan comes on here and drops an ESPN NFL
13: analyst as well, his
8: favorite pro am. Thanks a lot, Hunter. Appreciate that. Orlovsky's
13: is pretty good, you dude. Know. Though. Plus, he's this is
8: busting chops. I got it from four hours from this guy. You know
13: what are you talking about for four hours? I mean, I was. <laughs> I thought I was very pleasant with you. Yeah, you, you weren't helping very much. No, you were,
6: you were. You know, Dan got Dan gets a little sensitive now. I know. You know, especially about his golf well, game. Like these, well, he is an artiste. And, <laughs> he's an artiste. He's an artiste. Something I don't know. Today, today's painting was more of a paint by numbers <laughs> oh. than, than anything. Nobody's nobody is, buying, nobody is buying that thing. No. <laughs> or four because we yelled it a lot. Um, it's true. all right. There's a couple other things I had to run by you. Uh, coolest place to play outside of Torrey is where mm. Augusta.
13: I mean Augusta is just what, so, What's what's so cool about
6: Augusta? Like we watch it on TV. They they pipe in the bird noises. What's really so cool about it?
13: That is funny. I've heard that all the time, and it's we always look for the birds, but you never see them. It's so strange there. It is. It's just. I guess it's just magical. It's just. It's just an uh, incredible experience. The whole thing when you drive in, uh, just parking, going to the range, and being in the clubhouse. It's you know exclusivity of going there. I can't go there today and go there tomorrow and go knock on the door. Hey, I like to play. It's just not going to happen. It's it's a process, and it's just a. the the history there it's like you can go all the spots where all these great shots happen and you can see it and you can see you know Nicholas with that putt on seventeen Tiger with the chip on sixteen you can just experience it feels like you can experience those moments being there and that's just so cool all
6: right what's your least favorite of the famous courses like you picked the the big courses in the United States let's, sure. let's just stay in the United States yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one, go ahead.
13: Well, I lo- it's fine. I love going to Riviera, but I have, I just have, I just struggle there. I don't know why, but it's a, it's like the best worst experience I've ever had. They usually leave on Friday, but you know what? It was a great two days.
6: <laughs> <laughs> it was a great, great two days. Today. I enjoyed every second thing. of it. You're a huge Laker fan. Sure, huge Laker fan. But we were talking about about the the Caruso thing. Yeah, and how Caruso, like, look, he's a great story, but. You know he's 0 of 10 last two games. He's, he seems to have hit like bumping into the ceiling for right, how right. much they can give you. Sure. Is it that way in professional golf, where like there's a guy who can run out and win a tournament, but there's just a difference between the dudes. Like we were talking about, yeah. you were talking about playing uh, with Lefty earlier today. Like is there is there a, that big of a difference between those top couple guys and the next step, and then the next guy down from that?
13: Yeah, I mean, it, you can see it all in all kinds of majors and tournaments. If a guy comes out and leads after the first day, and then kind of slowly but surely throughout the week, the better players just the longer they play, the better chance they have of, of ending up on the on the top. So that's just kind of it happens every single week. I was I've been a part of that, and it just that's just golf. I mean, Nicholas talked about when he was trying to win majors uh, how much it was a marathon and how much he knew that what's going to happen on the first day. It, it's just going to the second and the third and just kinda of building up and, and not pacing yourself but just remembering that is a four day event. You don't need to be leading after the first round and just gotta you know, just keep playing and just keep moving.
6: All right. Hopefully this is a four day trip, not not two days like Riv usually is for you. But we really appreciate you hanging out with us and being cool with us. And we were terrible golfers earlier today. But uh, awesome catching up with you, and thanks for joining us.
13: It was great. I was glad to uh, spend some time with you guys. Thank you. Be sure to catch the live edition
7: of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.